This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Three, two, one. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed. We're making our own resins. We're making non-solvent resins, yeah. and they're they're all 100% beads. No, when I remember non-solvent beads coming out, they were terrible. They weren't really bad ion exchangers, but they had a lot of cracks and broken beads. Ours don't. That's Mike Gottlieb, founder of ResinTech, in a WQA radio interview from the floor of the WQA convention and exposition. And welcome to WQA radio, where we bring you news and insights about the water treatment industry and promote better water quality around the world. This is episode number 265. Joining us for the first time, we're glad you're here. Be sure to hit that subscribe button on your podcast app so you never miss a show. That's the magic of podcasting. And please leave a rating and review at Apple Podcasts. Thank you. We're publishing this on May 4th of 2022. You can find us at wqa.org and on social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. In this episode, we feature an interview with Mike Gottlieb, founder of ResinTech, a global leader in the field of ion exchange for water purification. Mike talked about the early days back in the mid-1980s when he got the idea for the company, how it's grown over the past several decades, and how they decided to open their new facility in New Jersey. We talked on the floor of the WQA Convention and Exposition in Orlando 2022. Later, we'll have our Motivational Minute and WQA Tip. Now on to Mike Gottlieb on WQA Radio. I'm alongside Mike Gottlieb, founder of ResinTech. And Mike, great to talk to you here at the, on the floor of the WQA convention. It's wonderful to be here. Yeah. Hey, tell us about the founding of ResinTech and how you got inspired to do it and, and all of that. I was a vice president of marketing for an ion exchange resin manufacturer, and I didn't agree with all their marketing policies. Uh, and I, I had skills that I was using, but I didn't feel that I could bring those skills to that company successfully. And I was always complaining about it. And one day, uh, I started ResinTech. And I used those skills, and I trained people, or our salespeople, our iron exchange experts. And some of them came that way. Bill Colwell was already but others didn't know much about ion exchange, and I had a lot to do with training and fighting with them along the way. We were like a big family. And, uh, and tell us what you what the products you offer. Well, we offer ion exchange resins. We offer selective resins. We offer ordinary resins. We ha- we we make our own uh, solventless resins, uh, and we make the world's best mix beds. Oh, we really do. We, uh, we were getting down to uh, less than one PPB delta in TOC, and we're doing it in four hours when everybody else is taking over 100 hours. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and that was 20 years ago. I don't know if they've caught up because 
I haven't been involved in that thoroughly in, in, in that part of the business. And one of the markers of success, I would think, was is the new facility in New Jersey. And I'm proud to tell you, I knew nothing about that. I, I'm uh, an applications expert in Ion Exchange, and that's why I founded Resin Techline, and that became our uh, paradigm. And my son Larry, who's the president, says it's still our paradigm. And it's what makes us different from Roman Haas, Dow, and all, uh, I'm using old names now, but I remember when they were competitors. Uh, and uh, they didn't think that I would go along with making resins because I was not an expert. I'm, I would describe myself as being uh, cocktail party conversational in ion exchange production uh, technology. I understand all the things, but I'm not the guy who's made a hundred batches and know what, what goes wrong and how to fix it. I'd have to learn that on the fly. Well, they hired people to do that, staffed up with, with experts without telling me. And then just before they got this grant from the state of New Jersey, uh, they showed me what they were doing and they, they, they had another couple of things to get ready to do and they let me in on it. And they said, what, what do you think? Well, I can tell you now I was scared because if something happened, I wouldn't be there to be, be much use. And, uh, but they hired people that were excellent. And my son Larry, God bless him, he and I think so much alike. Uh, and Jeffrey is, is like a, a born leader of a company. Uh, and so we kind of work for Jeffrey and always have for the last maybe 20 years. Uh, even, and I, I just ran all the technical stuff. But we have a lot of people in our company that are very good technologists. All our salespeople are. Everybody knows Peter Myers, our technical manager. Uh, the people in our lab. Uh, and we now have names of equipment that I never really knew, but I knew what they were. I knew what they did. And I, I want that they all know that I'm the one that was pushing Larry to buy it. It's but you must look back now and feel oh, I'm uh, very, very proud. Look what we did. We're, yeah. <laughs> we're making our own resins. We're making non-solvent resins, yeah. and they're they're all 100% beads. No, when I remember non-solvent beads coming out, they were terrible. They weren't really bad iron exchangers, but they had a lot of cracks and broken beads. Ours don't, because the people we hired and uh, knew along the way that they learned new technology and they use that technology and they use it in our plant when they couldn't use it in where the plants that they came from. And it's all uh, uh, NS44, whatever the local, the current specification is. In fact, one of the papers yesterday, a guy remembered me being on the NS44 program of developing that specs for oh, wow. it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he was thanking me for it. Uh, I didn't remember. I mean, I, I actually was coincidentally reading one of the old memos for that just a few days ago. NS44. Great inspirational story, Mike. Thank you for joining us on the floor of the WQA convention. It's a pleasure to be here, and uh, it's a pleasure to see people I've known. Can I ask her how many years do I know you? Eleven. Wow. Yeah. She was a little baby. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. Okay, thank you very much, and thanks to everybody at the WQA for, for your assistance through the years. Uh, a lot of the work I've done with for the WQA and getting information from them has been helpful, very, very helpful. 
uh, our MISTEX program, a lot of the work I did actually was based on data from the WQA, uh, the, the way you test the resins uh, for capacity, and just thank you very much. That's great to know. Thank you. Thank you. And now our Motivational Minute. Here's a question for you. What keeps you up at night? That's a fairly standard question people have often asked uh, related to the kinds of stresses of owning a business or running a business or having a key uh, responsibility within a business. And it, you know, it kind of gets to the point, doesn't it? The kinds of things that uh, keep you up at night, obviously, are top of mind and areas of concern. But maybe the question, and I've just recently heard this, so I can't take credit for it, but maybe the question should be, what should keep you up at night? Notice the, the little nuance there? You, you, you don't just stay up at night pondering the things you know, but the question is, what should keep you up at night? It, it, it brings into focus areas that you may not be aware of and uh, perhaps ought to be. So what, what can you do? Well, you play the what-if game, right? You start to apply the what-if scenario to your business. You, you take a look at how you might solve that problem, write it down, of course, and then begin planning for that possibility. And as you do so, you might just find yourself, well, staying up a little longer with these new thoughts in mind. And that's our Motivational Minute. And now our WQA tip. We know it's been tough to hire the workforce you need, especially for dealers. That's why we have our WQA Career Center, where you can post a job and look for that next wave of talent. With the WQA Career Center, you can get the same state-of-the-art services that you would get with commercial job boards and more. Plus, WQA is a member of the Engineering and Science Career Network, so your job posts reach a much wider audience. Go to wqa.org careers to get started. And remember, WQA member companies get a member discount. Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, a podcast of the Water Quality Association the leading voice of the water treatment industry. This episode was sponsored by Water Quality Products, providing editorial content and information to water treatment professionals since 1995. Learn more at wqpmag.com. Subscribe to WQA Radio on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and SoundCloud, or most popular podcast apps. Learn more about water at wqa.org. Also, learn about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at wqa.org. This is Wes Bleed. So long from WQA Radio. WQA Radio.